Good day, Earthlings! This is Secret Siren, now exclusive in Spotify, Anchor, and SoundCloud. This is the new session of Secret Siren brought to you by Alex and Champagne. Hold your horses as society and economy will be our feast. Episode 1, Hashtag Where Has The Money Go? In this episode, we will be discussing crony capitalism, corruption and development in South Korea and the Philippines by David C. Kang. Kang is a Maria Crutcher Professor in International Relation, Business and East Asian Languages and Cultures at the University of Southern California with appointment in both School of International Relation and the Marshall School of Business. He received an ABA with honors from Stanford University and his PhD from Berkeley. Now let's expose the reality. Hey Alex, do you know Elizabeth Maggie? Who's this mysterious woman? I think she'd be sent to jail if she was aware today of how twisted the game she invented turned out to be. Wait, what did she invent? Monopoly, do you play? Oh, Monopoly, no. Wait, why are we talking about Monopoly again? Kate Raworth of BBC wrote a paper about how this game exposed the evils of capitalism. Capitalism. My, my. This economic, political, and social system in which property, business, and industry are owned privately. And Karl Marx said that it's directed toward making the greatest possible profits for successful organization and people. When you put it in that way, it sounds utilitarian. But what's about it, by the way? Mm -hmm. Actually, today's focus is on crony capitalism, the who's and what's of privilege and benefits in our economy and politics. So, would you mind sharing how crony this type of capitalism means? <laughs> An economy in which success in business depends on close relationships, on business people, government officials, the big fish, they might say. Favoritism is evident when permits, government grants, special tax breaks, and other state inventionism is needed by some. Now tell me, is this stinky? Or the upper hand, it doesn't. For the slaves of capitalism, it's brutal. Now, what's the difference of these two? Yeah, with these two phases of capitalism, we'll identify the distinction between true capitalism and crony capitalism. So the people, candidates, and far perspectives will identify which is which by seeing that entrepreneurs before making profits by risking their own assets to produce goods and services that they sell to willing customers. However, in the latter, predators use political influence to obtain special services and favors from the government at the expense of their competitors and taxpayers. 
you see, you see, when political capitalists win, consumers, business rivals, and or let's say taxpayers lose. So in capitalism, when someone has a better idea, they also create a better product. In crony capitalism, the company uses its wealth to manipulate the government onto giving it more power through tax breaks and regulation. So, in capitalism, consumers give their money to the new company to get a better product. Oh, and in capitalism, the most innovative corporation becomes more successful. In crony capitalism, the most corrupt and manipulative corporations make the most money. How about the effects of crony capitalism, the underlying effects of it? There has been a lot of discussions made and most of them were negative about the sad dynamic of capitalism. But in simpler words, crony capitalism generates significant economic rents which results in a misallocation of resources and the lower incentives for wealth creation. The corruption that accompanies cronyism uh, constitutes a considerable hindrance to growth and development. The most damaging aspect of crony capitalism is its tendency to discourage restructuring and adjustment at a time when such trades are central to economic success. Oh, that's it. And have you heard about the Asian economic crisis of 1997? Yes, of course. This one brought widespread interest in the concept of crony capitalism, right? Yes, exactly. One school of thought has argued that the close and enduring relationship between business, governments, and banks actually caused the crisis. And this whole picture of history itself can be a strong slap as to why crony capitalism is harmful to the economy of a country, its nature and effect itself, is to recognize that the persistence of such rents distorts business behavior and rent-seeking behavior at the expense of wealth creation. Yeah, it exists because of the need for governments to ensure and arbitrate private property rights. While governments enjoy the power of allocation and arbitration of such rights, they also have the ability to usurp, or let's say, take over those very rights. The dilemma is how to constrain governments to ensure that while they offer a degree of protection of, let's say, property rights sufficient to enable economic investment and growth, they do not usurp well they do not usurp these rights i'm curious alex do you think there's a significant connection between development and corruption is that feasible in this dynamic uh well apparently 
Crony capitalism is a system that integrates the interests of the government, businesses, and banking to ensure that considerable advantages are enjoyed by a selectively connected group of people and grasping to the idea that politicians create economic opportunity is only like benefiting like benefiting the selected elites and that there is a reciprocity in political support or let's say share of subsequent economic grants. So cronyism provides a solution to the critical issue of commitment. Hmm, wait, how is this called a solution? So, so let me explain that. So these solutions offer two distinct advantages as well. So first, it allows investment and economic growth to occur in the absence of limited government. And the second one is it allows the resolution of a related problem enabling growth in the face of political instability. Uh, we wouldn't deny the fact that there is a great number of unstable political system around the world. Instability negates the possibility of limited government. Uh, mm, did you know that despite the darkest of dark arguments made about crony capitalism, there are substantially supported and research benefits of crony capitalism pertains to? You reckon? I might want to spill the first one and the most overlined area of this episode. It's a feasible solution to the problem of credible commitment. The encouragement for firms to invest even in the absence of limited government. Technically, the most advocated solution to the credibility problem like that. Okay, so that's right. And the other one is its empirical observation that it appeared to work effectively in many economies, particularly within Asian countries. They created, you know, that they created that the belief that they call Asian miracle, in which mm-hmm. high growth rates and significant real increase in income happened in between the 1990s and 1970s. Korean and Philippine blueprints of economical and political allegiances can be our best example of our topic in this episode. These two countries were known for their economic-dominated policymaking, its bribes and papers between the state and business, its inches on corruption, even rooting down from its own histories. So do you really think that the pure politics drove their country's policy choices? Although the generous side of this is that an inhibiting economic growth can be seen, I think that developing countries usually have weak institutional structures. But if we put it in perspective and include crony capitalism in the picture, and if there's a harmonious balance of power among a small and stable set of government, and business elites, well, it would probably... Yeah, Uh, in that case, many politics can actually reduce transaction costs 
and there are efficient mm-hmm. long-term agreements and investments exactly that's what i want to say absolutely <laughs> that was an a grade finisher alex but usually what drives elites and these powerful people to such corruption well alex it's simple benefit and power i mean we have been substantiating this context in the beginning but for further justification korea and philippines went through the same corruption yet korea has sprung for 35 years and the philippines has not was it because korea must have had less corruption and better governance and the philippines didn't have any of that well apparently both countries have similarities and differences their domestic politics and societal organization has been more similar and their early economic state was also similar as well however korea and the philippines differ in how they were affected by colonialism and external factors let's say this way japan and us influence disrupted korea's old order and their severe threat from north korea pushed them to flourish Now on the other hand in contrast the Philippine Spanish and American colonialism led to a reinforcement of traditional and political economic pattern so that's happening within our country less absence of realistic threat to provide the country with a little incentive to alter their existing arrangements Well, just like how when we try to trace back to history. So, Marcus presidency itself wasn't pleasing as how people perceive it and that's really true. And mm-hmm. uh, this country yeah. has its failed history of government middling powerful business sectors that rip windfall gains from government. Let's not forget now uh, how few incompetent civil servants. So, in that sense, It's the small to analyze the small to analyze that this country knows this brutal dynamic of capitalism yet will let it slide and let it happen in front of our eyes and people's eyes these lawful yeah. government we tolerate every day the, the remarks and backlash where people do now it's an us what will the future politician businessman and bureaucrats from our generation do that's really a questions that like i have asked myself also and yeah i mean isn't it it isn't it yeah But i believe that every generation becomes smarter and smarter and as podcasts and platform and platforms like secret siren try to vocalize i hope we see the clearer path of guidance ahead of us You're right. <laughs> That was kind of King Solomon feels hearing you hitting right in my bones. But word, preach for that, Alex. <laughs> That's really true. So, to our listener out there, so this is really not the, the end of our topic. So, now, guys, if you have your own reaction, ideas, or thoughts about growing capitalism and the likes. Leave a comment through our social media accounts or email us at secretsiren@gmail.com. 
And don't forget to follow us on our social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on your search bar at Secret Siren 2020 for updates on the next topic and surprise speakers. Don't forget the hashtag for today. Hashtag Secret Siren. Hashtag Where the Money Go. Hashtag Where the Money Go. <laughs> uh, I jump in every time I think about Crony. I misread it with Corny. But seriously, though, <laughs> Me too. Create cronies with good people and good organization personally. It's good term, actually. It's kind of just one heck of recruit mm-hmm. when you put when you put it beside capitalism. If you get the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Smart one, Alex. <laughs> All right. Do, tune in to the next episode for more topics about society and politics only here in Secret Siren. Your undercover voices feasting on policy and economy.